Hey y'all, this is Sophie and welcome to episode 88 of the Big Boo Cast. Melanie and I didn't actually plan to record an episode this soon after the last episode, after the Christmas gift guide, but here's the thing y'all, our coaches left and then Prince Harry and Meghan Markle got engaged, so we had to have a place to put all our feelings. We decided the podcast might be a great place to put all our feelings, so you're going to hear all of our feelings for the next little bit as we talk about the coaching changes in the SEC, specifically at our schools. And then we're going to talk about this engagement because that's some happy news. Before we do that, though, I wanted to tell you that just in case you want to follow along with us on social media when we're not actually doing the podcast, you can do that on Twitter. Melanie is at Big Mama and I am at Boo Mama. And you can do that on Instagram. Melanie is at Melanie Shankle and I am at Boo Mama. We're also on our blogs, BooMama.net for me, TheBigMamaBlog.com for Melanie. And then if you're on Facebook, we are too. We have a podcast Facebook page. It's at Facebook.com slash TheBigBooCast. So we'd love to see you there, but we're really glad you're here. Here's episode 88. Hey, everybody. This is Sophie. This is Big Mama. Hey, it's Melanie. It's Big Mama. We will warn you in advance that we may have some internet issues, but we felt like it was very important that we took some time today to podcast. I I can't even tell you. It feels like this is a test of the emergency broadcast system. <laughs> like in the event of an actual emergency. And, it, and if anything has ever... I felt like this morning when you texted me, because you were the first one to break the news to me, by the way, that Megan and Harry were engaged. I felt like when I got that text, I thought, well, I would have stretched and hydrated better all weekend long had I known the wealth of information and news that was going to come my way in the next like 48 to 72 hours. We really all needed a day off, I feel like. I mean, I feel I, if there were ever I a day. I pretty much took a day off. I mean, <laughs> I, I, it, it was, it was quite a way to, to, to wake up this morning. And this was the first morning in a while I've had to get up really early, but I will say <laughs> it made that early wake up time pretty, pretty worth it. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, I thought, you know, I went to bed last night thinking my biggest concern was who A&M was going to hire as our next coach. And by, you know, 7.45 this morning, that had turned on a dime to what am I going to wear to the wedding? That's right. You that's know? right. I mean, because clearly okay, so we should do, be getting an invite. Where do we, where do we start? Do we start with, do we start with Harry and, and Megan or do we, with our good friends, Harry and Megan, or, or do we start with football? Where do we go? I, I don't even know where we start. I don't even, I don't even know where we start. I, I think let's, I think we let's, let's go with football. Let's, let's okay. start in chronological order of things as they occurred. Okay. I feel like that's a good call because I'm going to tell you something and you know this. So as you know, the last time we were, we recorded a podcast actually last week that won't come out because we're in some kind of space time continuum where <laughs> we actually have episodes like 
piled up a little bit for us at least yes yes so we recorded an, an episode that won't come out for a week or so but as you know i went to the mississippi state Ole miss game this past thursday night yes i'm aware left thanksgiving lunch went mm-hmm. straight to startville now yeah you and i had talked during the previous week about the kevin Semlin situation at a&m and that you your sources had indicated yes. That it was probably going to be his last game against LSU. Yes. I felt like that was pretty credible information that right. uh, that was going to be his last game, win or lose. So we have we had that sort of tucked away in the backs of our minds. Yeah. We go to Starkville Thursday night. And as we are waiting, like sitting in the in the stands, waiting for the game to start, we see a tweet on, I can't remember if, if my sister saw it first or if I saw it first, but we, there's a tweet that somebody has retweeted where a sports writer says, essentially, I'm betting that this is, this is Dan Mullen's last game at Davis Wade Stadium. Things will move quickly. Oh, oh, now see, I did not know this part of the story. Oh, oh, this okay. is news to me. Yeah, so, so you can imagine, I'm like, this is ridiculous. He's not going anywhere. Like, why yeah. would he go anywhere? Yeah, there's always rumblings, like he's going to Tennessee, he's going to Florida. Yes. But he's not going anywhere. He's got a, a loaded class coming back next year. Like, he's got, you know, he's got a quarterback that he's really, um, you know, he's had some having some success with. He's got yes. a backup quarterback who's super talented. Like, everything is rosy and startful. Well, here's what I'm going to tell you. <laughs> if a game can be an omen of things to come. That, I must say that was that was it. That was gall. Ah it. Mean. So so first of all, and I, I mean this in all love, it was the ugliest, darkest sporting event I have ever witnessed in person. <laughs> it was it was so horrible. On so many levels. But, like, there was a tone to it where I thought, one, the internet has not helped this rivalry at all. Like, it is so yes. It was so ugly. I mean, you could tell. I mean, I thought, because oh. I couldn't, I mean, now I was watching on TV in my hotel room in Dallas, as you do on Thanksgiving, sure. by myself with mm-hmm. a glass of wine, because that's how I spent my Thanksgiving evening, because we were there for a soccer tournament. But, I mean, just the players lined up. I mean, it was like everybody was about to brawl all the way up and down the field. I mean, it was like so contentious. It was so contentious. And now I will say when I was at state, there was a a, a state on Miss game that was that had like a bench clearing brawl. This like there was just this this underlying tone of hatred and contempt. And yes. and so all that to say when when Nick Fitzgerald, like uh, that play where he went down and I looked up at the jumbotron oh. and I saw that I saw his leg and I said I, to my sister, I was like, oh, he's, he's really hurt. I mean, they cut that Jumbotron off like in just a flash. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm going to tell you that when I saw that, like I, I looked up and I saw that and I was like, well, look at that. Cause it, it, for anybody who didn't see it and thankfully the internet had the good sense to not replay it over and over again. But I thought, well, his cleat has fallen off his foot and is uh-huh. hanging upside down on his leg is uh-huh. what it looked like. And then uh-huh. I realized, no, his foot is still in that cleat uh-huh. and I felt sick oh, to my stomach. I mean, I felt sick to my stomach. It was awful. It was awful. And I've never, uh, so, um, and then when you see like the, the golf cart, not the golf cart, but like the thing where they, yeah, have the stretcher comes on the field. 
I mean, uh-huh. it was just, and from that point on, like it was just, I, I mean, if I could, if I could scrape that whole night off my my memory, <laughs> I would. <laughs> and not just beca- not just because we lost, like just because I mean, in, in the end, like there's some good things that happened for state, and I think that you know our backup quarterback had to come in, and he really like they fought and yeah. came back, yeah. and you know it was they just lost by three, but. Um, but I, but like just for the tone of that game, I not yeah, a fan. Yeah. Well, and Nick Fitzgerald, I mean, I really did. Like, I got so teary when he, like, when they were loading him up on that cart to wheel him off, and he was like rallying his troops and everything else. Mm-hmm. I thought, well, I would be throwing up and crying. I mm-hmm. mean, this is th- that was one of many reasons that I was not ever a Division One football quarterback. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. I thought whatever that is where you can get up and your foot is barely attached to your body and you've just been taken mm-hmm. out of the biggest game of your season um, mm-hmm. as you've hit your prime, but you can still like manage to rally everybody and then go sit and watch the game in the tunnel in your yeah. wheelchair. Yeah, that's, um, that's the power that's, of adrenaline, everybody. That's the power of I mean, adrenaline. That is something because I'd have been calling for my morphine and my hospital bed. I mean, like and, uh, that was. And you know, he can't like after they got him. Like he came out, he came out the second half with the team and, oh, and sat on the sidelines. But, but all that to say, it was just, it was a dreadful night. And so yeah. on the, the whole way home, you know, my <laughs> sister was kind of looking and she was reading Twitter to me and all this kind of stuff. And, and I was finally like, hey, Mullen's not leaving. He's not going anywhere. Like, I just can't fathom that he would leave. Then uh-huh. all the Tennessee stuff heated up again on yeah. Friday, but then yesterday morning, Sunday morning, we wake up and it's like, well, guess what? He's going to Florida. Yeah. Yeah. He's gone. And he's he gone. gone. He's gone. Yep. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. He left. I know. I was, it was so, and I felt like there was so much that happened because I felt like I watched y'all's game and then we had, okay, so let's not skip over that Brett Belima got fired walking off the field. How about they, that, he, Arkansas? I mean. Hey, seriously, like your interim AD fires him walking off the field. Like, let the man get to the locker room. I mean, let him, like, tell his players, hey, good season, fellas, or something. But I'm, like, walking off the field. I'm, like, college football is cold-blooded. It is cold-blooded. No doubt. It is cold-blooded. So I'm trying to think what else. And so then A&M and LSU played. That was exactly, I have to I have to say, it pretty much went exactly like I thought it would go. However, there again... I was not actually watching the game because I was at a macaroni grill with soccer families yes. eating you know, after a tournament. So I was just following on my phone. At one point, we got as close as 27-21, which is when you texted me and said, I see you, Aggies, and I appreciated your support, but I still <laughs> felt certain that I knew the way that was going to go. Well, it felt a little bit like we got we to seize the, the positive <coughs> right here where we can. Yes. Um, Yes, we mm-hmm. are going to take it. Um, and then, sure enough, Sunday morning it came out that someone had been uh, let go. Um, so he will walk away $10 million richer that he has to be paid within the next 60 days, no matter what he does. Which, um, well done, Kevin Sumlin's agent. Yeah, I mean, listen, you want to talk about the best in the biz is Kevin Sumlin's agent. I mean, that, that's a good deal. So, um, And I'm hearing rumblings that he may end up at Arizona State, but I don't know if that's true or not. That's just, I have, that's I have, Yeah, I've quicker. read the same thing. Um, I will say that we watched that night, we watched, they showed part of his <coughs> press conference on SEC Network after the game. Uh-huh. And it, it made me so teary-eyed. It was very emotional. Very uh-huh. emotional. And of course, at that point, they, he had not gotten the official word, but it was kind of like the handwriting was on the wall. Yeah. So yeah. we've got, we already had Michael Wayne out. 
Yep. We already had Butch Jones out. Yep. So we got Brett, we had, Belima. Brett Belima's out. Yeah, Brett Belima was out. Then Dan, Dan Mullen, there's rumblings he's leaving. Kevin yep. Sumlin, Sunday morning, you find out he's gone. And then yep. yesterday afternoon, we found out that Dan Mullen was gone. That's exactly. a lot. That's a lot. I mean, that's a, that's a lot to happen in the coaching world in a, in a short amount of time. And then you had Tennessee essentially had a coach that they were about to hire, and their fans said, uh, no, right. no, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that happened. Which that's, um, which that were, whole thing's crazy, you know? That, it is, but that, that's the power of the internet and Twitter, that, like, that that can happen. I mean, I don't think that could have happened five years ago. Do you? No, and I, I feel like, too, you had people, like, people like, here comes Hazel. You have, here she is. You have people She's like Clay Travis who were saying, like, you know, we can't have this, and you need to, you need to mm-hmm. get behind this and all that kind of stuff. And, I mean, it was, I mean, that that thing really did fall apart because of what happened on social media. Yeah. It really did. And then you had Herb Street saying, y'all don't know that any of this is true and you need to hire him. And then people were calling out Herb Street. I mean, I was like, this is a, this is a whole thing. I mean, I don't, and I don't know enough about any of it to really speak into. Right. I don't either. Which side is right and which side is wrong. I really don't know because Tennessee football is not necessarily my wheelhouse right. of expertise. Um, so that's that. So now the rumors are. I know A&M, so we've got a, our board of regents. Our, our ID came out and said, Kevin Sumlin is gone. The next time you hear from me will be when we're announcing our new head coach. There is a board of regents meeting scheduled for this Thursday at noon. Okay. And you feel and like they've saying, been working on it for a while? I think it has been going on for a while. All the rumblings are Jimbo Fisher. Now, according to who you look at on Twitter, some people think Jimbo Fisher is playing us to get more money. Okay. Um, and it's not going to happen, which I think could happen. I mean, I think that happens all the time. And then other people are saying, no, they think it's really going to happen because he was the offensive coordinator at LSU under Saban mm-hmm. back in the early 2000s. Our AD was at LSU at that time. So there's a relationship there. Um, so people are, you know, I mean, anywhere you look, people are saying, here's reasons that he'll come to Texas. Here are the reasons that he won't come to Texas. I think what I don't get is I know that he's divorced and he has two kids Mm -hmm. that he's really close to and so i i don't know the logistics of what that would mean for him to leave the state of florida okay okay so i don't that's what i'm i don't know his i don't know jimbo's personal life we are not that close the the last time y'all were texting you didn't get yes Mm -hmm. i we didn't really get into it and i don't know what his custody arrangement is but i just know that he has (laughs) you were just talking offensive strategy really exactly exactly so i'm not sure Mm -hmm. all the ins and outs of how that would work but they are saying that the aggies are prepared to just basically back up a dump truck full of money which is significant considering that you're paying somebody almost 11 million dollars to leave well, yeah. So, thank you, South Texas Oil. I that's, mean, that's essentially that's what somebody at work today said. How can they do that? I said, Texas pockets are deeper than they are here. Yeah. It's a little yes. deeper. Uh huh. We have a little thing called a bunch of like oil reserves that people have found <laughs> under their land in South Texas that has made mm-hmm. millionaires out of a lot of simple folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were willing to support are, athletic departments. Exactly. Who want to see the Aggies have a team, uh, have a national championship team. I will say, this is what I'm going to say about Kevin Sumlin. I know that I've had my ups and downs with Aggie football over the years, as we know. I've had my highs. I've had my lows. Mm-hmm. But I will say this for them, for him. 
I think that overall he ran a program that was full of integrity and character. Mm -hmm. I think he did a great job. And I will say this, he left us better than he found us. Absolutely. I said the same thing about Dan Mullen. Like, I, I am, I'm sad that he has left us. And I don't know if you know this, but you know, our athletic director, our former athletic director, Scott Strickland, who's a state graduate, left state about a year ago to become the athletic director at the University of Florida. He, oh, I did not. He, I, now I do remember that. Mm-hmm. I'd forgotten that. So now Mullen is working with his former AD from, mm. from state. They're both at Florida now. But but I like I love what he did for Mississippi State and what he did for Mississippi State football. I love some of the most fun memories of, I would say, my adult life and my most fun memories with friends who I consider family, um, you know, have been at games where he's been the coach. And I just, I love the atmosphere that... I don't know. He, he he's it's you know it's been fun at different at different stages for different reasons, but it's been a really fun ride with him. And golly, I wouldn't take anything for that 2014 season with Dak and being number yes. one and all that stuff. So I hope you know. I know that sometimes coaches feel like they need to make, to need to make moves for whatever reason, um, even if they're in a situation that's good. And so I'm the same. I feel like he's left us in in an even better situation than where he found us and I feel like he ran a really good clean program and so that's a good thing yeah you know yeah so that's you know so that's that I just I think the coaching world is so interesting though because like now they're talking about like Mike Leach might go to Arkansas and you think he was at Tech and then he's been at Washington I'm like we really just kind of rotate these coaches around and hope that they're going to create some sort of different magic than what they've already had you know what I mean like And, uh, you know, I think it's just kind of funny the way it works. Like, And maybe we all need to sort of maybe ease up on our expectations a little bit. Because you and I talked about this last week. Kevin Sumlin and Dan Mullen had really similar records. Yeah, yeah, they did. I mean, their records were very similar. But it was just the difference became what A&M had high expectations. They felt like Mm -hmm. they had paid him, which is fair. I mean, if you're getting paid $5 million a year to do a job, I mean, you know what your job is. You know what I mean? But I also think that I would really hate to think that my $5 million a year paycheck depended on the mindset of some 18 and 19-year-old boys Mm -hmm. um, who are talented but are also 18 and 19-year-old boys. I mean, so, because I mean, I think as we learned from the Iron Bowl, let's talk about that little sore spot for some people. Yeah. On uh, on Friday, uh, you never know what's going to happen. Or on Saturday, I mean, that's I mean, nobody saw that coming. No, nobody. Well, I think you know what though. I think most people here thought that Auburn was going to win that game, and I don't know. Why, okay. That was really that was everybody was talking last week about how they thought Auburn was going to win it. But I think that was more because I think Alabama show, showed that they were vulnerable when they played us. Yes. A, yeah, that's true. That's but, true. But so even still, you still think in that situation, Nick Saban's going to pull a trick out of his hat and, and they're going to pull three. But uh-huh. I don't know. Uh-huh. It's, 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 it's interesting when you think about coaches, when you think about the amount of pressure that's on them, when you think about the 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 way that those 18 and 19-year-old year, year old kids, how they're – that dynamic affects those coaches' families. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. I mean, you, you yeah. think at how many times some of these coaches have, how many times they've moved. Yeah. It's crazy. I know. It's crazy. I know. It is crazy. Because I did think that because I saw a picture of Dan Mullen apparently on a plane on his way to Florida and his kids, I was like, his kids are still young enough. Mm-hmm. But I thought, like, depending on your kids' ages and whatever, you're like, well, I don't want to move. I'm a sophomore in high school or whatever. You know, like, I don't want to move to a new town. So, I don't know. It's just very... 
it's a it's a weird world it is a weird world but you know um, we'll, we should know something i guess i don't know when state's gonna have an answer they apparently they've been working on it it seems like according to the internet which as we know is always very accurate like the t- yeah it's where you can find all factual information for sure um because by the way somebody last night had changed the wikipedia entry for scott strickland state's former athletic director who's now at the university of florida uh-huh. to a job title that was maybe not um maybe not when you would you would list for small children i don't know but yes yes um, uh-huh mm-hmm but apparently State has at least talked to Jeremy Pruitt, who is the defensive coordinator at Alabama. Okay. Um, and that's kind of the main name that's getting thrown around right now. So Okay. Yeah, I know. And you start to hear a name, and it's funny because I feel like the Aggies, I feel like it's either going to be Jimbo Fisher um, or it's going to be Chad Morris, who's the mm-hmm. coach at SMU. I feel like that's the other name you keep hearing thrown around. But then last night, everybody loses their minds because then it was like somebody was retweeting and they were like, this is a tweet from one of the Board of Regents' wives. She just tweeted this out. And it was like this thing. And it was like Jimbo Fisher, announced, they're announcing tomorrow at 9 a.m., like six years, $32 million uh-huh. contract, blah, blah, blah. And then, then people are coming on going, this isn't a real account. This is a fake account. Blah. I mean, I was like... There was one of those, it was Friday or Saturday night, I can't remember, where somebody was like, was had tweeted something like, just saw Dan Mullen checking into the Marriott downtown in Knoxville. Like, it's always, well, Jimbo Fisher's house is up for sale. They just saw a Remax realtor leave his, put his property up for sale. So clearly, I mean, that's, I'm oh, like. Golly, the internet detectives. I'm telling you what. And and then I got tickled because then what also happened last night while all that was going on, our Aggie basketball team went out to USC and beat the number 10 USC team in basketball, like dismantled them. And so somebody was like, who even cares about football? A&M's a basketball school now. You know, so it was like, then that's like, like we're focused on basketball. Nobody even cares about football. Uh So, um, but I mean, the next four minutes. Yeah. And I was driving home from Dallas last night. Like, so while all this happened, I said I was driving home from Dallas last night. I'm going to say I left Dallas at 145 and did not get back to my home until 8 o'clock. That's Golly. normally like a four and a half, five hour, five hour drive. It was misery. And all this was happening and I'm driving. So I can't check my phone. I can't mm. see what's going on. I can't be on Twitter. I felt so out of the loop, you know, like I'm listening to top hits on Spotify as Caroline's playing them. So mm. I know all those songs, but I didn't know what was happening with all the coaching and the carousel and the whole thing. I mean, I had a, I had a vague idea cause my phone kept ding, 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 you know, like letting me know. But so I had to get home. I mean, I was up till midnight last night trying to sort through all the news. Well, of course. I mean, you had to somehow get all that stuff ready for, That's right. for our special prepared. podcast episode today. That's exactly right. And then, so then that leads into that. So I was all prepared for that. I said, we're going to need to have a coaching podcast. And then bam, this morning you texted me about mm-hmm. Harry and Megan. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. There are some, there are some moments in time where you feel like the good news comes at just the right moment. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you that after that dumpster fire of a game, I sat and watched this past <laughs> Thursday night. <laughs> And after the darkest, let, let me quote you, the darkest sporting event you've ever attended. Oh, That's- without question. 
And I've talked to other people. I, I actually saw a, a friend of mine who is an Ole Miss fan um, and the other day. Well, this was Saturday when my sister and I were out shopping. And I ran into a friend of mine who's, who went to Ole Miss. And she said, was that not the darkest game you have ever seen in your life? I mean, tell me. It was, there were, you couldn't, mm-mm. It was something. It was not, there was nothing joyful about it. Nothing. That's one thing that we didn't talk about. And I know you can't say this because you've got all your Mississippi ties and you're going to try to play it a little more politically correct. But I've been so tickled because Ole Miss also was, they had an interim coach who now they've just decided to hire. And I feel like it's a little bit like, hey, we're about to be in a whole lot of trouble. So let's just see if like your Uncle Matt can come coach us. Like, let's just, let's just sign him on <laughs> to come coach. See, I, I notice you're being real quiet. But it's like they knew nobody wants to touch that with a 10-foot pole right now. From what I understand, <laughs> you can, I can say it. Listen, just don't, this isn't Sophie saying this. This is me saying this. So I'm a Texas girl, so y'all can get mad at me, whatever. You can, you can tell me. I'm just saying, it just feels a little bit like everybody just had to kind of go, eh, this is, this is what we can do right now. Well, I will say, my brother just <laughs> sent me a text, my, my Ole Miss graduate brother. But um, yeah, I will say now the the Luke family—they're fine people. Um, I do think things are going to get worse there before they get better. Yes, yes, and I think he seems—I'm real happy for him because I think mm-hmm. to get to go back and coach for your school and where you played and all that stuff—I think oh, for sure, yeah. So I'm super happy for him. I mean, it's kind of like seeing Ed Ogeron at LSU. You're like there are people that you know this is your dream job and now you've gotten it, and so. Um, but I just, I, I just think it's, it was funny to me when I was like, well, that seemed like, okay, we're just, we're, he's got the job. So well, I will say that, that, that the thing like that I, the fact that an <laughs> Ole Miss player got in the state end zone and raised his leg like he was going to the bathroom, uh-huh. mm-hmm. that, that was a, I just, yeah. I kept thinking, what in the world would my mama say about this? Like, what, <laughs> well, what in the world would my mama well, say? Like, <clears throat> Mm-hmm. There are just I mean, moments where you think this has gone a step too far. Yeah, this has gone yeah, a step too it. far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a that's an all new. We've reached a sporting low. That's a, it's called a sporting event low, right but can there. Can I say this, and and then we'll come back to we're gonna come back to Megan and Harry because that's really yeah. the, the most important thing. Yeah, I have a whole thing, and and my sister and I were talking about this on the way home from the game, and this has nothing to do with state, nothing to do with Ole Miss, just in general. I think that if a player is ejected from the game, whether that's for targeting or for they've had they've been called for unsportsmanlike conduct two times or for whatever reason, I think that if that player draws attention to himself in any way as he leaves uh-huh. the field, if he tries to if he if he fires comments across the field at the other team, if he addresses the fans in the stands, whatever, whatever uh-huh. he's doing, uh-huh. then I think you get suspended for another game. Yeah, I think yeah. you should. And if you're about to graduate, then I think you're gonna have to pay a fine. Because I, I don't like this trend where, and we saw it a couple of times over the holidays, or the weekend before the holidays, like with targeting calls where then people like that's a thing that fires somebody up if they get thrown, mm-hmm. they're getting ejected for targeting. And I don't mm-hmm. think that's a good thing. I don't think that's, that's, that's the direction yeah. we want to go. We want to go. Well, and I think that leads into and this is a whole other thing is I felt like 
um, considering some of the things that that people are getting away with, I felt like everybody was unusually harsh on Baker Mayfield. I did not think that what he did was appropriate or right. condonable, but I'm like, why did Baker Mayfield have to take that hit? Like, I don't know. I didn't totally get that because I'm like, they also refused to shake his hand. Like they started it and then it felt like it all got dumped on him and he did not respond appropriately. No, Do not get didn't. me wrong. And I am certainly the last person to be an OU apologist because whatever, but I'm just saying, I just felt like that all got way blown out of proportion in, in light of, it felt very much, and see, maybe this is my, it felt Johnny Manzellis to me where I'm like, so we're going to get all mad because he wore a Scooby-Doo costume for Halloween. Like it just, it all, I don't know, to some, I was like, it was a bad error in judgment, but it felt like it just got so blown out of proportion, uh, blown out of proportion. And I've, and I've, and I, you know, anyway, I just, well, I think people don't like him cause he's arrogant and he's cocky and all that stuff. But I also think that's part of why he's a winning quarterback. Cause he's arrogant and cocky. I mean, I think some of that comes with it. So, well, maybe, maybe our friends at the SEC will be the ones to sort of lead the pack in terms of, Hey, if somebody's going to get thrown out for targeting, maybe uh -huh. they have to behave in a sportsmanlike way as they exit the field. Maybe if so. Unless, gets, mm -hmm. and I'm going to give a disclaimer, unless it's like, and I don't mean to bring up, but with the Shazer Everett, because you know how I feel about that. That was a bad call. I realized that four or five seasons ago, but he was wrongly accused of targeting. That's and I blame good. him for being mad because he was he was falsely accused. Of a bad call, SEC. I love you, but that was a bad call. I'm telling you, it is the thorn in your side. It really is. It is. Our next podcast T-shirt's going to be free to Shazer. I mean, I just <laughs> it is the thorn in your side. I can't let it go. I can't let it go. So well, let me ask say. you this before you move on to Megan and Harry. Okay. And my. Okay. And my my little soapbox about the how we handle our penalties at games. Um, are you? How do you feel about the Jimbo Fisher hire? If that's what happens, oh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't know because I, I didn't. I did not care for Jimbo Fisher when he was the coach at Florida State because I felt like I didn't really understand all that. And I don't want to open up a whole can of worms, but I. I don't know all the ins and outs of the Jameis Winston situation and how much of that got covered up and how much of that really happened and all of that stuff. Um, so I'm a little worried about that because I go back to like, I, as much as I would love to have a winning football team, I'm so much more worried about, I want character and integrity and I want our kids to have, you know, I, I just, I think athletes need to be held accountable for more than just their athletic ability. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So um, so I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know what I think. I don't, I don't feel like I know enough about him at this point. I mean, so now don't get me wrong. I've been researching him heavily over the last 24 hours. And so I could even tell you the details of his divorce settlement, <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah. Oh, the internet. It is a wondrous. Yeah. Yes. But I, um, but so I don't know. I don't, I mean, I feel like I feel like he's the splashy kind of hire that A and M wants to make, and I feel like that's everybody's. I, mean, I feel like A and M is hungry. It's like we've spent the money, we've built the stadium, we moved to the SEC, we've done all that. Like so, I feel like he's the splashy hire, whereas Chad Morris would kind of feel like the rah, rah, hire because it's like, oh, we just went to Texas and got a Texas boy, you know, mm -hmm. um, which is kind of what we did with someone. But, but I don't know. 
I I mean, I just, I think it goes back to, I think just because he won a national championship at Florida State doesn't mean that he can produce a national championship anywhere he goes. So who who would be your, your perfect candidate? Are you more of a Chad Morris person? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I am. I don't, I don't think I'm necessarily Chad Morris either. I don't, I, I think that's the whole problem is if I had my heart set on somebody, I would say, I don't know who I would say. I laughed because my friend Trevor told me this weekend that he had heard some big money ags saying that the big shock was going to be that we were going to end up hiring Bob Stoops. He was going to come out of retirement. And I said, I do not want that to happen. I'm not interested in Bob Stoops. No, thank you. Um, So I know what I don't want. I just, I don't know what I do want. Okay. I feel kind of, I don't know. I mean, part of me says, I wish you could go, I wish you could get a guy that's like a young, fiery kind of guy I mean ideally if you could travel back in time I wish we could have gotten Kirby Smart mm, well that's all worked okay. out pretty well you yeah it's easy to look now and go wow that was a really good call but I know like you know two or three years ago when people were rumbling about Kirby Smart there were people that were like eh, that doesn't mean he's going to be a good head coach well guess what I think he's a pretty darn good head coach mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well so, and you know the whole thing it's like and I thought about this today as I was reading about, you know, is it going to be Jeremy Pruitt? Is it going to be, you know, this person or that person? And I thought, whoever it is, if they come in and they do a decent job at the press conference when they're introduced uh-huh. and they cast a vision yep. and, and they're a reasonably good guy, like, we'll be like, oh, I think they're great. You know, I mean, well, you'll yes. just kind of, you'll get on, you're going you're gonna to be on board regardless. It just may take you a minute or two to get used to the new person. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. Like I'll be all in for whoever we hire. Like when it, when it comes down, I'll be all in and I'll be excited. And, you know, I mean, listen, we've, we've lived through Dennis Francione and Mike Sherman, so we can live through anything as Aggies. So, um, but I do think A&M has, just in case any coach is listening or Jimbo is weighing his decision and decided to listen to the big boo cast before <laughs> making As I feel decision. like for sure he will. Probably, yeah. um, but I feel like A&M has a lot to offer. I'm like, we're coming off of, I mean, we've, we've had eight plus wins for our last however many seasons. We've got top-notch facilities. You've got, I mean, you've got great recruiting. You've got, we've got a young roster of players. So, I mean, I feel like it's a, it's a good job for somebody. But I do too. I feel like it's a great job. Yeah. So, I don't know. So, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I'll, I'll be all in. I'll be all in for whoever we end up hiring. Okay. So, Harry and Meghan Markle. It's the best. It's I Listen. feel like I feel like you know how you said that you felt like that tweet that Suzanne got was like an omen for what was to come for that night. Oh yeah. I, mm-hmm. I feel like the Megan and Harry news is like it's I feel like it's God's way of telling us, "Hey, guess what? 2018 is going to be a lot better." Okay. Listen, I'm gonna, I'm going to tell you that you know you know how I've I have I have struggled and cried my way through the news all year. Um, yes. And I felt like today, I thought, is this what, is this what joy feels like when, when, <laughs> when reading things on the internet? Is this what, what is this bliss I feel in my soul? It's like, just, I'm like the fact that like you could not script, as you know, mm-hmm. as anybody who's listened knows, you and I fell in love with a book called The Royal We, what, three years ago? Yes. I think three years ago. It's so good. It's and- not for children. It's a little no. racy in parts. But it's so good. And I feel like we have, you could not have dreamed that that book would come true. And it, now it's come true. Okay. So did you watch their interview? Have you watched the interview? 
Um, yes, I've watched most of it. I did not watch it all the way to the end because I ran out of time. But okay. I have watched. Um, I've heard that he that they had cooked in their home that they had made a roast chicken <laughs> that he got down on one knee. Okay, like, what is happening? Okay, I'll put the video up with on with the or yeah. at least the link for the video up with this with this podcast. But I'm, I'm going to tell you a few things that have really impacted me from that interview. Okay. Um, here's the the first one. The first thing that really impacted me is they like, they really like to look in one another's eyes. Did you notice that? Yes. 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 They are definitely, they are smitten. They are smitten kittens yes. to the nth degree. I mean, it's just like, I mean, they're the kind that if you were, you'd be like, I kind of feel a little sick sitting across from y'all at dinner. I'm going to be honest. I mean, it was a lot of direct eye contact. I felt yes. like, like, but not yes. like creepy, like in a good way. Like they are. No, very. Yeah. Very they're very connected. Captivated by one, by each other. Like mm-hmm. there was a lot mm-hmm. of eye contact. Um, And then here was this, oh, this one. This, see, I just got, I got, I just got, um got goosebumps thinking about this because this is such a royal way thing. The fact that he said he fell in love with her so quickly. Yes. Yes. He said, yes. He mm-hmm. said like the, when he first saw her, like it was like, it was like love at first sight. It's like he knew. And I think that I love that. Like one of the articles I read, cause yes, I did subscribe to the times UK today, just I so that. I get all the news. Mm-hmm. But the article said that he was besotted and it said that he like basically like, bombarded her with texts to see when he could see her again. And I'm like, he blew up her phone. Like it's mm-hmm. such like a modern day, like mm-hmm. he had to see her again. Mm-hmm. And I mean, here's the thing. Look at her. I mean, my goodness. She's gracious. beautiful. But in She's the yeah, so gorgeous. So elegant and and she so looks the part of a of Yeah. Of so, like somebody who would marry a prince. She's just and I loved just she's so my mama would say she's very poised, but she she's uh-huh. so poised and so articulate. And yeah, anyway, so okay, so they looked in each other's eyes a lot. He said he fell in love with her almost instantly, and after they, it was only after two dates they knew that they were gonna. It was a situation where they were gonna make time. They were gonna figure yeah. out how to spend time together. Yeah. Here was the other thing that I loved, and this is just my, this is sort of my my cheesy side, um, my the side of me that loves to read about leadership strategies and things like this. But mm-hmm. I love that she said, or that he said that they like that, that they were going to, they were going to be a team. Like that they were so excited about what they could do as a team. I yes. love that. Yes. Yes. And I think you see that like, and I think that's it. Like they they share the same like passions. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they, they're, they're so well matched. I love that they take long walks in the woods. Yes. I love that they have roasted chicken. I'm like, it's, <laughs> they have quiet nights at home. Yes. I love that they got to date in secret for like six months and mm-hmm. really get to know each other before it was out to the world. I I'm love so- that they had people who kept that secret for them. Yes, yes. I'm so happy for her that she has good hair. Because can you imagine if some girl with like some thin hair had fallen in love with him and then had to stand next to Kate for like the rest? But I'm like, they, they're they equally hair matched. They are. They really are. I, mean, I, thought, I thought that today. I thought there are very few women who could stand next to Kate Middleton or Catherine as they refer yes. to her. But there are yes. very few women who could stand next to Kate Middleton and, and, and not be at least on a superficial level, diminished in some way by that experience. Yes, for sure. But, but not her. They are equals. They are, they are, 
they are beauty equals. Um, I'm going to tell you too something else that I've been real tickled about today is apparently I guess somewhere some British either the paper or whatever they've already come out to tell Americans that we can't call her Princess Megan and our response has been yes we can we can call her whatever we want. Don't tell us what we can call our American actress who's marrying your prince. If we want to call her Princess Megan, we're going to call her Princess Megan. So you can do what you want with that, UK, but we're calling her Princess Megan. Like, I just. She's our princess. She's our princess. And so that's what we're going to call her. So y'all are just going to have to deal with it. Y'all can call her Duchess or, you know, whatever y'all want to call her. Mm-hmm. We're going to call her Princess Megan. So mm-hmm. just deal with it. That's that's the way it's going to go down. Like, it just, it tickles me to no end. I'm like, he could not have made a better match. Well, I saw something earlier, too, that said that, that their child will also be an American citizen. So technically, there could be a member of the royal family who is eventually able, um, eligible to be president. Now, if you're a constitutional scholar and anything that I just said is inaccurate, please don't. <laughs> don't. <laughs> Like, you don't have to set me straight about that. Like, I'll be, we'll all be fine. Again, we're we're living our best pretend life right now. That's right. This is the podcast where we're going to hear from the Ole Miss fans, (laughs) from the Bob Stoops people, and from the constitutional apologists. Yeah. That's who we're going, yeah, Mm -hmm. this one. But I I read it on the internet, and today that's all I need for something to be true. It's just that I read it on the internet. Yes. That when we're 105, that Mm -hmm. their baby could be president. And so that's super exciting. Well, Mm -hmm. and I am, I mean, she's 36. And so I'm thinking not only are we going to get a royal wedding, I mean, I think we'll get babies sooner rather than later, which also makes me very happy. Yes. Well, they they seem just like the sweetest couple. Like they seem just like a couple of delightful people who found one another. I agree. And I love that she said that her first question was when their friend wanted to set him up was, is he nice? Because yes. if he's not nice, I don't see the point. And I'm like, I love that. Like, didn't matter that he was a prince. And it's like, they, I feel like they really got to know each other for who they really are. I just, I well, just. And she said that she didn't know much about him. And so she was really able to get to know him based on what he told her. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And not what she'd read. As opposed to if if you or I had been in that situation, we'd have been yeah. like, so, on August the 4th, yeah. <laughs> in 1996, I read in People magazine. Yeah. When you wrote that sign that you put on your mother's coffin and then you walked behind her in that thing, what were your <laughs> thoughts on? Yeah, that's the whole thing. Um, you know what else I loved is that when he said that when she met the queen, which I'm like, okay, that's intimidating because yes. meeting the families, you know, but hey, I'm going to go meet Charles and Camilla and the mm-hmm. queen, mm-hmm. Um, that she met the queen and he said that the corgis immediately liked her, that they've been barking at him for 33 years and they just laid at her feet. I love that. I thought that was I darling. love that. And I think that could be a good gauge for Alex Hudson is someday if he brings home a girl okay. and Hazel just lays at her feet, you'll know she's the one. You, I will, I'm going to tell you what, I may think it's Jesus. I may. <laughs> That's the sign. If Hazel obediently lays mm-hmm. at somebody's feet and seems immediately content, you'll mm-hmm. go, that's the one. That's mm-hmm. the girl. That's the future Mrs. Hudson right mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. We have, ladies and gentlemen, here <laughs> she is. Yep, we have found her. So no more. We don't know exactly when in the spring the wedding's going to be, do we? No, they just said spring 2018. I'm sure, because then I've already seen a bunch of things where they're like, can she get married and wherever because she's been divorced. So that's a thing. So they're saying, can she get married in the Church of England? But I'm betting if anybody can pull some strings, it's going to be the royal family. 
Well, I um I I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I don't know uh-uh. I don't know when it will be, but I I will I will be in front of my television. Um, I know. I wish we could be and, together. Oh, well, we may have to be. We okay. may have to figure it out depending on when it's going to be. I've also been tickled because I also feel like Kate is going to get the time honored, which we've all been there to some extent, that she's going to get to be the pregnant sister-in-law at the wedding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and that's great. Listen, I'm excited about that third royal baby. I mean, I'm I'm equally on board for that as I am for the wedding. But I thought that's one of those for the rest of time. And so many of us have that where we're like, well, there I am just big and pregnant at mm-hmm. my sister-in-law's wedding. You know, like she's never looked better. And I'm just eight months pregnant, a mm-hmm. little swollen, feel a little sick. I don't have any ankles. So, Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I'll be interested to see. But, you know, there again, it's not like, I mean, I think the way that this all works my understanding of royal weddings. I haven't talked to Megan specifically, <laughs> but I know that Kate will be like a bridesmaid. I don't think yeah. that's how the royal weddings work. Yeah. They usually just have a, uh, like one, one grown attendant and then and children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some children who happen to be born into the right families or whatever. I also like that. Harry said that Megan's mama was amazing. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I love that her parents came out and said that she is such an amazing person and she so deserves this. You know, like, mm-hmm. you can just tell everybody's so happy, and they seem so real. And so, um, now, the center of her ring, in case y'all have not read, is from Botswana, because that's a very important place to them. That's where they camped out under the stars for five nights right. after they decided that they were going to make it work, which, right there, see, and I'm like, just like I wouldn't have been a Division One quarterback, that's why I would never be a princess, because I'd be like, no, you want me to go <laughs> camp out where? Where? In Africa? I'm going to go sleep under the stars? Okay. Um so, and that the other two diamonds are from his mom. And I love that. And, and the ring, I feel like, is very beautiful. It's very classic. Like, yep. it's not super flashy. I mean, it's gorgeous. Uh-huh. It's, it's, yeah. But it's yeah, not, but it, it's not ostentatious. Mm-mm. There's nothing about it that's, no, it's just like them. I'm just, just, I could not be more thrilled. I can't wait to see what she's going to wear. I'm so glad that we're going to have another royal person to watch and hair to emulate and all that. It's just, I'm just on board for all of it. Okay. Now let me ask you this today when they did their little, when they did their little stroll at Kensington Palace or wherever they were, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. were you surprised by the white raincoat? I was a little surprised by the white raincoat. I thought it looked really pretty because I felt like it, she really stood out in it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I felt like some things that I have read have said that that was very deliberate and to give this like white, pure, they're trying to take people's mind off the fact that she's been divorced, which okay. that feels really calculated. And okay, that does. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that. Get the because white I think, raincoat. Like, yeah, let's, <laughs> let's go with a white raincoat. God. How do we make sure that people won't think about the fact she's been married before? I bet a white raincoat will do it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that'll... And, Mm-hmm. And I also think that in this day and age, I'm like, I mean, I get, and I, because he's royal or whatever, but I'm like, nobody ca- I mean, does anybody care about that? I don't really think that's that big of a deal. Like, I don't know. I feel like we're more modern than that. Yeah. I don't, I don't really feel like that was, it certainly was not at the forefront of my mind when, when I saw them. I just. No. Uh-uh. Could care less. I Could. was like, I was kind of like Martha. I was having a little bit of a, oh, pretty princess. Oh, <laughs> pretty princess. Look, pretty, pretty princess. Like, I was kind of more in that frame of mind. Yes, yeah, could care less. But, I mean, I guess there are people and there are traditionalists and all that who, you know, are worried about that in terms of, you know. But I'm like, you know, it's been a long time since King Edward and Wallace Simpson, you know. It's a new day. 
it's a new day. I mean, not to mention the fact that they've been making roast chicken and taking long walks. I mean, so. The roast chicken made an impact on me as well. I felt like it was a very specific detail. Like, not, so, not just so that we were cook, we were cooking supper, but we were it was we were we were roasting a chicken. Like, <laughs> just because I'm like, here's the thing: Carrie and I roasted a chicken. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's you know, I don't know. It's just such a normal thing to do because it's not like we were under the stars after a day of safariing in Africa. It's right. like no, we were home. I'd had a roasted chicken. We'd had a glass of wine. Hey, will you marry me? It just is all so normal. Well, I think they're as cute as they can be. I think they're, I think they're darling. I hope they're very happy. I think they are too. And there's one picture, and you're gonna have to find the link to it to put it up. But it was one of the official pictures that came when she was in the white raincoat. And like she, it, it, there's, they're all cute. But there's one where she's kind of looking up at him, and I'm like, she looks like the cat that ate the canary. And I do not blame her one bit. I thought if there was ever a facial expression that sums up like I'm an American actress who's about to marry this prince, it was <laughs> that face. I mean, like. It was the I'm the luckiest girl alive face. Well, I think I'm, I think it's going to be neat to see what they're going to do. I don't know that we've ever had a, a couple with such a public profile in like a royal family situation mm-hmm. that was sort of so passionate about the same sorts of issues and both so in love with the, the continent of Africa. And I don't know. I think it's going to be neat to see what they do. Yeah, I think it's going to be cool. And I think for them, it's so like... Here's the thing. If I were William and Kate, like, I would be a little bit jealous of them because I think Harry and Meghan get to walk in a freedom that William and Kate can't because he's, what, Harry's like sixth in line to the throne. So it's like you don't have the pressure of you're going to be king. So they get to, I feel like their life gets to be a little bit more their own than William and Kate. So I do think it'll be cool to see what they do with that because they really can do anything, you know. Well, I want you to keep us updated because I actually, when I saw today that you had subscribed to the Times, yes, I went to the website and I was like, well, I, I'm going to have to, I want to know if, if it's like what's here. And I couldn't even read that, that first article because, you know, you had to have, you had to give them your email address or something. But I want to know yeah. in the next week or so if you think it's worth it. Okay. Yeah. I'll let you know. Because it was, to me, just being able to read that article. Now, I will say... After re- I read that article first, then the interview came out later. Now, based on that, I will say some of the information that I read in the Times appears to be inaccurate okay. based on what Harry himself. You should write a letter to the editor. <laughs> no, it's fake news is what I'm going to tell you uh-huh. it was. Some of it was fa- uh-huh. apparently, apparently it's not just CNN. The Times UK also is fake news mm. because there was a little bit of some discrepancies in the story. Okay. But I still love reading all of it. Here's the thing that I hope, and they never did this for William and Kate, so I guess maybe this day is over. But remember, like, with Diana and Charles, they did, like, a fictional Lifetime movie based on their romance? Oh, yes, ma'am, I remember. Yes, I do. I kind of hope that we're not past that day. Like, I would like to have a fictional reenactment of how everybody thinks that this went down that we could watch with an actress who isn't nearly as attractive as Meghan Markle actually is and with a Harry who's just some British redhead that they happen to find. Like, I I like, I'm, I'm, I'm in for that too. Okay. I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to believe that that will be a reality for us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it's, well, because you know, Christmas, I always say that the theme of every Hallmark Christmas movie, for the most part, there's always at least like one or two that is that a girl goes to a foreign country named Monrovia or something (laughs) like that. And, 
is there just on Estonia? Over... Wait, Estonia actually is a country, isn't it? Thing, well, I don't know. It's okay. called like Estonia Madovia. It's like some <laughs> whatever. And she goes there, and she's just a hapless American girl who happens to like be sitting by a fountain eating a sandwich, and she meets a guy who she thinks is just a commoner, and he turns out to be a prince. I feel mm-hmm. like that's a recurring. And then they fall in love, and it's Christmas time, and it snows. So um, this is like a real version of that. Mm-hmm. And scene. <laughs> and scene. And Estonia is a real country, by the way. Okay, well, and that's, I know that makes everybody wish that I would write a fiction book based on my imagination <laughs> in that scenario. What kind of sandwich are you eating? <laughs> it was a ham sandwich. <laughs> she had never normally liked a guy who would eat a ham sandwich. <laughs> she herself preferred turkey. But that day, something was different. Since the dawn of time, she had preferred the turkey sandwich. <laughs> There was a sparkle in her eyes. They both reached for a chip. <sighs> well, it's banner day. I feel like it has been it has been a, a fast, exciting news cycle full of all the things that are important to me in my life. And so, for that, I am very grateful. Yes, yes, and we are we we certainly trust the leadership at our schools that they will make decisions that are. The very best for our schools, and we are grateful for the distraction of a royal wedding in the middle coaching carousel. In the middle of the coaching carousel, yes. And I would say, and and maybe you know, maybe news that on a regular basis tends to be a little bit depressing. Yay, yeah, royals! Yeah. Go royals! Good job, good mm-hmm. job, guys. Good time mm-hmm. for it to break. That's right. Okay. okay. Well, that's our special. That's our special episode, y'all. Maybe we didn't. Um, we didn't have anything new to share, but we got to share all our feelings. So for that, we're very we, thankful. We did share all. Oh, you know what? I do have one more thing to say since we're just, well, tack this on since who knows when we'll do another podcast. Okay. Because, um, okay. So I, have you watched Stranger Things? I have not. Okay. I watched the whole first season this weekend. Did you like it? I'm going to tell you that the strangest thing of Stranger Things is that I actually did. Like, you did? See, I don't think I would like it. I didn't think I would like it either. I was totally prepared. Caroline had watched it and she was like, I don't, and she had even said, I don't think you'll like it. And then we were sitting in the hotel room during the soccer tournament. And I said, I need a show. I don't have anything to watch. There's nothing. I'm waiting for the crown. There's nothing to watch. I'm sitting in this hotel room. And she said, just watch the first episode of Stranger Things. I'll watch it with you. And I was like, okay. And it hooked me. I will tell you, I, it hooked me. And I stayed up last night till one in the morning to finish watching season one. And oh. I don't know why. It's everything I normally hate in a show. It's sci-fi. It's weird. It's creepy. It's the whole, but there's something about it. It's compelling. It's, it's good storytelling. So I will say that with the disclaimer of if you don't like scary things, but I don't like scary things. I don't like gross things. I don't like horror movies. I don't like any of that. It's not that scary. It's just more like creepy and like mysterious, but I actually liked it. Okay. Well, same. I mean, Alex liked it and, but he has also said, mama, I don't think you'll like it. So, because I tip, that's just typically not my go-to sort of genre, but no, you know, it's not mine. I mean, mine, I just told you what mine is. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's Prince that falls in love with the princess who's eating a sandwich by a fountain. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, stranger things, maybe it's the eighties thing. It feels real nostalgic to me. Like it does feel very Goonies, Gremlins esque. Okay. Um, I don't know. I'm just saying it's it. It may be worth a whirl. That's okay. all I'm saying. I but. feel like that's a strong recommendation. 
Okay, well, I'm, now I'm nervous because I don't want people being like, see, now everybody's going to call me and say, I'm mad at you about Bob Stoops. I'm mad about Ole Miss. I'm <laughs> mad about the Constitution. You didn't, say anything, but, you didn't say anything bad about Ole Miss other than the fact that they are probably going to... In some trouble. They're probably going to be in some trouble. they got and some NCAA he, consequences coming down yeah, the pike, more than likely. It. Yeah, and that's just, that's just life. So, anyway, so Stranger Things, I'm just saying... I, I can I can kind of get it now. I was real confused by why people liked it, but now I can at least say, okay, I get I get why. It's because like I'll start season two tonight. Like I'll I'll okay. keep watching it. So all that's right. all I'm saying. Okay, all right. Well, that is good to know. So go dogs, dig them Aggies, and yay Harry and Megan. I feel like we should say Congrats. something better. What? Oh, yeah. Congratulations, you two crazy kids. That's right. Best wishes to y'all. Best wishes always. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll talk to y'all later. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.